Masses held on Palm Sundays are always some of the most graphic ones you'll ever attend. I can remember the last one I attended physically some two years ago wherein they showed scenes from the Passion of Christ, particularly his flagellation at the square. With every pull of the whip, bits of flesh and blood flew in slow motion, and I could see a couple of parents in attendance worried about the children they brought with them, especially the little ones. Was it even appropriate to show that during a family mass? I mean, how do you reveal these truths to kids? Fast forward to two years, one unflattened curve, and many mutations of COVID-19 after, and I still found myself crying during the priest's virtual homily. He didn't even speak. Instead, he played a short video about a father who worked at a railroad track as a train engineer and his son who was fascinated by his work. Day in and day out, father and son would survey the tracks, making sure everything ran smoothly, and the son would accompany his father inside the train sometimes where he met so many random people, sad ones and mad ones, Addicts locking themselves in bathrooms, broken families, an assortment of passengers. One day, as the train was making its approach to cross a bridge, there was a mechanical problem that needed fixing ASAP. So the boy, seeing how his father resolved these issues, tried to remedy it himself but ended up falling into one of the track's ditches. Now his father saw the mishap and saw that the train was fast approaching derailment unless he pulled a lever within his reach. He had time to either save his son or save a train full of unsuspecting passengers. The film ends with the father sacrificing his son and choosing to save more people. He's devastated, of course. And as the train crosses the bridge safely, some of the passengers peer outside the window to see a pain-stricken engineer and wonder why on earth he's having such a fit. If only they knew. Now, I cried because as I was watching this homily, my eldest Calix was right beside me, taking a break from playing with his toys, asking me what was happening. Now, I find that if you relay the explanation of a message to another person, instead of just consuming it and keeping it to yourself, you feel a deeper emotional connection to that message. And it's something that I've been noticing with these edible gospels. Somehow, it helps with the digestion of the message, and it hits a little harder. So as I was explaining to my eldest that the father had to choose between his son and an entire train of people he didn't know, it became apparent to me how I would probably never in a million years do that to him, my own son. I wouldn't sacrifice his life for some randos on a train. I'd run as fast as my little legs could go and get him out of that ditch. I would, as the train's engineer have a lot of families to answer to after, but if we're talking about split-second decisions, knees to chest, I would run and save my own flesh and blood. And that's the painful thing about all of this is because God did that. He sacrificed his son for all of us unworthy folk so that we could see how much he loved us, so that we could cross that bridge. I feel like our entire existence revolves around this Lenten season, to be constantly reminded every year of God giving His Son Jesus to us, to die for us, and for us to be saved. And it's indeed a blessing. Something to hold on to when we feel the least bit blessed, especially with the second lockdown looming and the virus creeping in with all our funds depleting. In today's lengthy gospel from Mark chapters 14 to 15, it's all about the passion. 
but it starts off a few days before shit hits the fan. And Jesus is in Bethany at Simon the leper's house when a woman came with an expensive jar of perfumed oil. She broke it and poured it on his head, anointing him. And some people who were there said, why is she wasting all this precious oil? It could have been sold and the money given to the poor. And they were so angry, but you can tell that they meant well. But Jesus rebukes them saying, why do you make trouble for her? She's done a good thing for me. The poor you will always have with you. And whenever you wish, you can do good to them. But you will not always have me. And right after this is a narration of Judas Iscariot sneaking off to meet with the chief priests, striking up a deal to turn Jesus over in exchange for some money. A dear friend in Christ, Novi Tan, recently launched a Bible journal entitled You Are Loved, and it has excellent tips on going through scripture. She goes by the acronym ROAD, Read, Observe, Ask, and Do. The observe part is more of a reflection, and she speaks of repetition in the readings. When you see a concept or a word being repeated, maybe it's being emphasized. And the fact that this Passion Sunday's gospel starts off with the value of money is really speaking to me. There are some things in life that call for major discernment. In 1 Timothy 6 verse 10, it says that the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. Especially now when money is scarce and so many people are in need of it, I feel like when you can discern or decipher what concerns are worldly and what concerns are God's, then you won't fall into the evil money trap. For this Passion Sunday, I pray that you're all safe and healthy and happy. And if you happen to be having not so good of a day, remember this. The same people who shouted Hosanna, waving their palms in the air to celebrate Jesus, are the same ones who shouted crucify him. But they're also the same ones that he gave his life for. So even though we can celebrate him one day and find ourselves condemning him the next, it still doesn't change the fact that he died for us so that we can be saved. Have a blessed Holy Week.